From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount Plus. Yes! Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, May 13th, 2020. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by Matt Baxendale. Before we get started, as Dan Rubin mentioned on yesterday's show, we're in a competition with the Michigan site and the Penn State site on 24-7 Sports to get the most five-star reviews for our podcast on Apple. So if you're listening on Apple, give us a five-star review. It really helps. All right, let's get to matters of business. Later today, Bax, the media will interview Mickey Marotti on a video call conference call I'm excited about that he's the best strength and conditioning coach in the country I think Ohio State also has the best director of player personnel in the country and Mark Pantone I'm about ready to ask you a question that's going to blow your mind Bax who is more valuable to Ohio State Mickey Marotti or Mark Pantone it's like asking me which one of my children I love more <laughs> good lord uh both like, uh, you know, the reality is, is that both of them are get, getting paid isn't enough. Uh, the most important thing you can do in college football, if we're being real honest, outside of having a head coach that can set the tone for a program, is having a strength and conditioning coach like Mickey Marotti, who spends the most time with the players of anybody involved in the program. Was, that, that coach has to be so on point. Remember how much hype Michigan had about Mike Barwis whenever Rich Rod got up there and he was going to change the way that their players developed and this and that and nothing came of it. Their kids looked just as out of shape as usual. OSU's players never look out of shape. They've never looked out of shape under Bar or under uh, Marathi. The, the, their players, you know, you, the before and after pictures are just stunning. So you could easily make the argument that it's Coach Mick. But then the flip side, how do you get all these elite players and how do you get these kids in? left and right, especially during a pandemic, unless you have somebody who is the logistical mastermind of it all. You know, uh, you have, <laughs> you, you've got a guy in Mark Pantone. He's like the UPS of college football. You know, he's going to always deliver. It's, it's insane. Like the, 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 what we have right now at Ohio State with these two guys as your behind-the-scenes, non-official coaches, nobody in the country even comes close to approaching the value that those two bring to the table and you're seeing it in the development that Ohio state has had in players and you're seeing it in the way Ohio state's recruiting. You know, that's why Steve Wolfong put that article out about how Ohio state's the number one school in the country right now for recruiting. And, you know, he said the rear mirror is a very, very distant Tennessee logo and no one else. And it's going to be difficult, but not impossible for other schools to even come close. That's a big thing for Pantone. So, I don't want to pick one. I'm not picking one. We have both. And I just, I just, people have to recognize that what Ohio State has there is a historically good duo. And, you know, a lot of people credited Urban Meyer, and rightfully so, for a lot of the really great things he did. But Urban Meyer's legacy may end up going down as having set Ohio State up with the correct people as much as it was winning football games during the time period he was here. 
because if the Pantone and, and Marathi duo stay here for an extended time period or Ryan Day, you know, you're talking about a really the word legacy being a very strong point for Herb. I, I don't know which one is more valuable because I don't think you can quantify it. They're both invaluable. I like your answer. I, you really can't pick between them. I had to put you on the spot, have a little fun here, but I really like your analogy. Jerk. That's, that's, like trying, <laughs> that's like trying to pick between your kids. I mean, you just, yeah, I, I, I love that analogy. And it's funny when um, I got a chance to ask Mark Pantone, he did a conference call with us about a month ago, maybe it was a month and a half ago. Um, for some reason, time is just running together these days. I don't know why. But I asked him on the call, I said, you know, Coach Pantone, when, when Ryan Day took the job, you know, was it, did he have to talk you into staying? Was it a no brainer? And he said, it was an absolute no brainer. As soon as he let me know he wanted me to be here, I told him I want to be here for sure. It was a very quick conversation and let's go to work. That was one of the million good things about Ryan Day taking the job was he was able to retain the best director player personnel in the country and the best strength and conditioning coach in the country. And Ryan Day is excellent, but having those two guys, as you mentioned, is invaluable. You know what? I, I, my question though is: Is that when Coach Mick gets on the call with you guys, is he going to make all the reporters do like you know Zoom quick cows or something? Like, like that just strikes me as the sort of thing that Coach Mick would do. All right, everybody, let's get warmed up. Ten push-ups, you know, like just get everybody. Here. No loafs, no loafs. Yeah, no loafs. Come on. <laughs> it's just yeah, I I could see that being how Coach Mick started. Biddle, there's only six push-ups there. Get them finished. <laughs> I could do way more than six push-ups. I just want to say Okay, that. I'm sorry, Dave. That's only that. nine push-ups. I just want to nine say that push-ups. for the record. <laughs> How much time are we giving you here? Like, are we giving you like one set or are we giving you like a half hour? Because I can one, see you in six set. and a half hour. One set. One set. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know if we can get you to six in one set. Oh, I, I can easily do 30. Easily. I don't know, man. It's Blur's Day, and it's been a long quarantine. I think your your Adonis status is is slipping away from you, man. With the gyms closed, I <laughs> hey, trust me. All I have down here in the basement, I've got. I do have a weight bench. Uh, all I have is one thirty five on it, because um, that's all all the weight I have. And then I I do push ups. So not like I work out, but I do push ups occasionally, and I, I bench. So yeah, if, you know, it's if funny. I have, if I have to do push ups for Coach Mick today, I'm in good shape, brother. You know what? You, you, what's funny is is that my my oldest is doing all kinds of hockey stuff because he's he's just crazy with it, and um, I made him a deal where if he does this, this thing on his slide board, it's perfect form, right? Then he, dad earns a push up or or a sit up every time he does one, right? So the little bugger did like 150 the other day, and so I'm sitting there like, all right, I'll do some push ups. So I had like 70 some push ups I had to do over a couple sets, right? And I get down to start doing push-ups. The next thing I know, my daughter sits on my back. And I'm like, crap, I wasn't ready. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to hurt your back. My youngest daughter's done that to me before. That's a good way to hurt your back. Um, especially as we're getting old. Um, I'm curious to ask Coach Mick today just what he's doing to kind of motivate and cha- challenge his guys right now. He's, he is so good at just motivating his guys and challenging his guys. What are you curious to hear from Coach Mick today, Bax? I'm curious to know his, and I don't know if we're going to get this, but I'm curious to know his honest assessment as to how this has set his players back in terms of training and how much time he thinks he needs in person with them for them to really start being ready for the rigors of camp. You know, I think that's going to be one of the critical factors in whether football's going to start on time is, are these kids able to rehab? Are these kids able to build their, their armor, if you will? Because that's what this weightlifting is for football. It's armor. A lot of, I mean, that's what, that's the, that's how these kids prevent themselves from getting hurt is that they're stronger. Right. And I'm curious to know if coach Mick thinks that they're falling 
behind from where they should be just because they don't have access to their normal facilities. Then also, um, and he, he probably will answer vaguely, but I'd like to know whether the, how big the disparity is between the kids he knows are in excellent shape and the kids who maybe aren't quite as in good a shape. And that may be for a number of reasons. It may be some people don't have the means to work out the way that they need to because of what their family's situation is, or it may be that some kids aren't putting in the same effort. Right. So I'm curious to know how long he thinks it's going to take to get these kids to a spot where they'll be ready for a camp and really how, what, how different the conditioning is across the board, because that's one of my big fears for football this year is that you're going to have such a wide variety in conditioning, not just between teams, but between programs, uh, between players in the program. Uh, that you're going to have more injuries, and that, that's a big fear. So I think Coach Mix in a great position to let us know that. News broke yesterday that California State University, the nation's largest four-year college system, plans to cancel most in-person classes in the fall. They're going to have online classes. A lot of people are wondering how this is going to impact football. Does this mean that Pac-12 is not going to start on time and other conferences will? I don't think anybody knows the answers. I'm just curious to get your take on the news coming out of California yesterday. Well, that went hand in hand with the Colin Cowherd thing about how USC Alabama was not going to happen. And uh, USC's athletic director came out and refuted that uh, on Twitter last night. He said that the, the, he talks to Alabama's AD all the time. And as of right now, the plan is still to play that football game, which would be in Texas. Uh, to me, it's, it's an impact, but we've talked about this before. If you want to do football in empty stadiums, you can do football on campuses that aren't really reporting. Uh, well, the students are taking online classes. So, I don't necessarily see it as an impediment, but I do see, for example, with LA, an impediment would be that they announced yesterday that they're talking about the stay-at-home order in Los Angeles County being through the end of July. Well, if you have a stay-at-home order through the end of July, it's really difficult to imagine being able to get USC to start having training camp or UCLA to start having training camp the next week. So there, there, there seems to be an increased likelihood of the Pac-12 uh, states where they're a little more um, proactive about the quarantine stuff, uh, they're sticking with it longer. I could see there being potential for those schools to start late or potentially not have football at all um, this season. Uh, you know, you, you look at some of those schools out there and, you know, let's say they cancel all their non-conference games, then – they can still play their October through November schedule if they really wanted to among their schools themselves. That's a possibility, you know, I, I, and it doesn't seem like the calculus of the economics is really coming into this. Uh, for most of these athletic departments, you go a year without football. You, you don't have money for any of your other programs. And that, that's at any school. That's not, that's not picking on the PAC 12 schools. I mean, Ohio state doesn't have football for a year. We don't have the ability to pay for most of our school, our sports because football drives virtually all college revenue. Um, I think what's going to be interesting is, is that if California, if their schools don't have football, the rest of the Pac-12 schools are largely not going to have football. Um, you might see the Arizona schools try to do something about it um, just because of the warm weather and, 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 and the, the politics in the state being a little different than the rest of the Pac-12 states. But uh, if the Pac-12 doesn't have football this year, it, it, it's not an impossibility. I will say this, though. Um, I can guarantee the SEC and Alabama are having football this year, and if Alabama needs a team to play them in Jerry World, 
in September, and Ohio State's Oregon game's no longer on the let's make it happen. Let's get OSU and Alabama playing in Jerry World this September. Because um, if the Pac-12 schools aren't there for us to play, then cool. Send OSU down there. Let's get it done. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's a game that if you can serendipitously fall into it, then that may be a silver lining of the West Coast decision uh, on, regarding quarantine and football. And, again, this hasn't been decided yet, right? Uh, but I will tell you this. If you, you told me to put money on one conference in college football won't play this year, that money is on the Pac-12, and it's not even close to the second-place team would be. Great stuff, as always, from Matt Baxendale. Really appreciate it, Bax. You can catch his column on Bucknuts every Sunday. It is the world-famous Bucket. Again, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. It really helps. And we're in competition with Michigan and Penn State. And we don't lose to Michigan and Penn State around here. Thanks again to Bax. And thank you to all the listeners out there for tuning in to the show. I really appreciate it. Hope everyone has a great day. Again, Mickey Marotti, 10 a.m. this morning. Bucknuts will have full coverage. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves, demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop, make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil, the final season. Streaming May 23rd, only on Paramount Plus.